I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski again for creating the world's best client experiences. I am here today with Rachel Lavin. We are going to have a great conversation today, really around the subject of body positivity, body image, and how we can actually be comfortable with that, I think. And you know, since this show is all about client experiences, what I really want to speak into today for, for you, for anyone out there listening, is that what does this actually look like in terms of a client experience and, and how can we make this not just as easy as possible? Because it can be a difficult conversation to have. It's easy and, and puts people at ease, but also invites you into what's possible. Because as a, as a business owner myself, I always want to leave the door open for what's possible for you as a business owner, for what it could look like in your own business. Rachel, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Allison. I'm so looking forward to our talk today. Absolutely. So before we get going, tell my audience a little bit about you. I know we were chatting before we got online. You just moved to South Carolina from New York. You've, you've spent lots of years in the fitness industry, just like me. We were kind of chit-chatting a little bit about that. I'd love for you just to tell my audience a little bit about you. Sure, of course. Uh, like you previously mentioned, I have been in the fitness industry for 23, going on 24 years. I know I don't look a day over 30, <laughs> but I am. And I started my career like so many of us ladies in group fitness and teaching classes, uh -huh. merged into one-on-one -on -one personal training. And then I realized, you know, I needed to add a little bit more substance to my repertoire. So I then got certified as a health coach. And then during COVID, I decided it was time. I've had this book idea bubbling in my mind for many, many years and took advantage of the time, wrote my first book called The Donut Diaries, which is Fantastic. my personal, thank you, my personal journey of what I've gone through as a fitness professional, but more importantly, as a woman yes. in our society, you know, restrictive dieting, ups and downs, weight loss, weight gains, and just having an overall poor body image uh -huh. and realizing at 40 years old that I was done with that. I wanted to be happy and I needed to do the work to get there and which I'm sure we'll talk about. I don't want to jump ahead, but that's a little bit about me. Outstanding. Well, it's, it's just, it sounds like you've had with your work in fitness and your work as a health coach, you really have a very strong foundation to be able to advise because look, and I, and I say that because there's a lot of people in health and fitness today, right? There's a lot of people out there and the online space is really loud and noisy. There's a lot of people talking about the same things, but what I find really interesting about your message and what you're, what you want to put out into the world is that you want to sort of take this stigma away from, we must look a certain way. And we must like be a certain size or we're not considered, especially as health and fitness professionals. I mean, you think we're, we're under scrutiny. Imagine how our clients feel, right? So I guess I would just love to hear your perspective on that. 
Absolutely. I mean, you, you kind of said it perfectly, but just to add to it, being, you know, many times throughout my career, I have been told that I didn't have the trainer body and, you know, that, that did a number on me because I know that I'm a good teacher. I know that I'm a good listener and I know where my motivation comes from when it was really about helping people. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, a a stopping point or an in-between job for me. This was something that I believed in and I loved and I lived it. And just because my outside body didn't reflect that, I know now, and I have enough strength and confidence in myself that if someone were to say that to me now, I would tell them where to go. But at the time, I was young, I was new in the profession and those kinds of things hit hard for me. Yeah. So I think that knowing that that's how I felt, I can only imagine that someone in a body that isn't representative of, like you said, what society thinks they should be. The perfect size coming to a fitness professional like you or myself is a big challenge and it's scary. I think that so many people, women and men, choose not to take that step because they're so afraid of being body shamed and not taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I just, I feel like the society that we live in today really does us no favors. I, I do believe, I will say this, I do believe in the last few years that has shifted some. I do believe that we are embracing this concept of health and longevity and living longer and, and feeling good. This whole idea of what I like to call functional fitness, you know, being able to move our bodies and do it without, you know, any type of worry, without worrying that we're going to injure ourselves and that type of thing. That's really, I think, needs to be the message. But it takes people like you and me to be out there kind of shouting from the housetops. You are so correct. I agree with you. There has definitely been a bigger shift. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you will remember that in the 80s, there was a tiny shift. There was a little bit of. Yeah, I remember. And then it went by the wayside. And now I think women are standing up for themselves. We have a voice. We have uh, an idea of what we want in our life. And I think that that confidence is really coming through. And accepting our bodies is something that is so long overdue. I'm sure I agree on that. I agree. I agree. So let's fast forward a little bit now and and let's talk about your business because you've mm-hmm. you've sort of gone through your own process of innovation and pivoting going from just being front facing in person as a fitness professional teaching classes working with people in person small groups whatever you know you've done all of that but mm-hmm. now what you're doing is you've got your finger on the pulse of something that you think is so, is much bigger and that mm-hmm. is this whole idea of helping your clients become more comfortable in their own skin and really believing that, right? So that they feel, you know, more capable and strong to be able to pursue in a healthier way, really what their goals are. So tell me a little bit about how you structure your business now. Absolutely. Well, I do online coaching. I do in-person coaching. I'm also working very diligently in my community, not only with little girls, but Uh young and and women who are in programs, you know, to get themselves back on track. So I'm really kind of just out there talking to women. And what I'm focusing on, like you mentioned, and thank you for that, is getting my message of body love out there. And why I like to call it body love is because it comes from within, right? I mean, we do all this outside stuff to make ourselves feel beautiful. But until we really believe that about ourselves, 
that's just a temporary fix. Mm -hmm. So what I really do my best is to educate people on a shift in mindset. And I'm happy to offer one-on-one coaching or group coaching or or speaking engagements or workshops. I've got all of those things under Mm -hmm. my belt here in Greenville. And I'm looking to take that globally. Eventually. I love it. I love it. I love it. I do think that there's a, a lot of room where we can talk about this in a, in a healthy way. Or, you know, no pun intended, but also in a way that's not like so overly consuming that we don't like, you know, focus on the outcome that we want to, you know. So I think I think you're you're talking about this at just the right time is what what I'm trying to say. So so talk to me a little bit about how you work with your people then. You mentioned so, group coaching one on one. You've got speaking. You're, you're It sounds like you're doing a lot of things. So how do you actually work with your clients? How I work with my clients is, you know, I I feel like, especially coming from an experienced perspective, when you finally reach out for some, excuse me, professional help, you are at your wit's end. You've tried everything, you've done every diet, you've gained and lost weight a million times, and finally you're at your wit's end. So I think at that stage, women who are coming to me are feeling like, okay, everything I've done until this point is not working or it's only given me temporary results. I need to focus on what's inside. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that. We talk about changing mindset. We talk about having a whole aspect, right? We're a yeah. whole person. Mm-hmm. And that means moving our bodies. Yeah. That means nourishing our bodies. That means resting our bodies. I do my best to encourage positive Mm self-talk. I don't really allow that kind of negative self-talk in our space because you're just continuing to project what you've been feeling about yourself for so many years Mm -hmm. that you, that's usually our first thing. How do we speak kindly to ourselves? How do we get to the point where it's not just words, but it is our new thought process. And then everything kind of goes from there. So you're really giving people a chance to speak into, you know, the identity that they really want for themselves. And in in speaking into that, you're really kind of helping them create a picture, right? And then through your process, you're walking people through like, look, it may not be a straight line, but but here's what we're going to start with. And then here's what we're going to do. So you're really, it sounds like you're you're not just taking them on a journey, but you're making this like a manageable, almost like a step-by-step type thing. I would agree with that. And like you said, it's definitely never, never, never a linear process. And you know, still might have in your mind that you want to lose weight. And I will, I'm never going to take that away from you. What I'm trying to show you is that it doesn't have to be your only focus in your journey. You know, happiness doesn't come with the smaller body. Totally. Yeah. It always comes from inside. Right. Yes, absolutely. And it fully accepting who we are in spite of our limitations. Right. It's like, you know, we hear this all the time. Nobody's perfect. Right. But I mean, you know, everybody out there, even the most successful people, you know, have some limiting thoughts and beliefs about how they see themselves. The question is, what do we want it to mean for us? Yeah, I that is a beautiful way of putting it for sure. Thank you, yeah. Allison. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, so, so this is pretty deep work that you do with people. Probably, I would suspect that there's a lot of um, past things that come up. There's probably a lot of people in your world by the time they get to you 
that really think maybe change isn't possible for them, that maybe, okay, this is the hand that I've been dealt, mm-hmm. right? And I just need to make peace with it. And, you know, what do you say to that? I always tell them it's never too late to change. It's never too late to be happy. It's never too late to learn some new behaviors that can create help you and assist you create the life that you want. Yeah. I, I mean, I do hear people say, oh, this is just it. This is just it. And give it's yeah. acceptance does not equal giving up, right? No, I love that. That's a that's a that's a mic drop moment right there. So <laughs> then I'll pause right there then. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just take just take your mic and just kind of drop it over here, right? <laughs> it does. I'm so glad that you said that. Acceptance, you know, doesn't mean in fact, acceptance means we can be we can still be moving forward. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of acceptance comes from you had this ideal of what your body should look like or what your life should look like. And after numerous attempts, you're not getting there. Well, there's a reason for that. You, know, you can't morph your body into looking like this celebrity or this person if that's just not how you're built. But what you can do is be the healthiest, strongest, happiest version of yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that means, too, that we love ourselves in spite of the imperfections. That perfection really, to me, isn't a state of well-being at all. To me, perfection is about stress. It's about, it's a lot of anxiety. There's, you know, you talk to anybody who's worked and, and reached a pretty, you know, ambitious goal, they'll tell you the hardest part is staying there. It's not getting the goal done, right? It's actually maintaining it. So mm-hmm. I, I really think that we have to keep having the conversation around what that means. Yes. So that, you know, eventually it's going to like a slow burn almost with people. Yeah. And the, I, one other thing I would love to tell your listeners is that this is not a light switch type of thing. This takes time. Yeah. It takes patience and to trust the process of, you know, whatever, whatever happened in your past to make you believe that I'm not this or I'm not that. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't told to you yesterday, right? It was yeah. told to you years ago. So why yeah. Let's not go into this thinking, oh, I'm going to say it and it's going to be done. This is definitely a process. It takes work and there's probably going to be some tears. (laughs) Well, and a lot of, I mean, let's just be honest. A lot of what we believe now are thoughts that we've just recycled over and over and over again that we just accept it as a fact. You know, I could sit here and tell you it's a nice day outside and that seems like a fact to me, right? But somebody else could come in here and not see it as a nice day. And it, that seems like a fact to them, right? Mm-hmm. I think the difference is, is that we, what we think over and over again, really becomes our reality. And so in, in order to change that, we have to unwind, you know, some of the thoughts that aren't serving us. Absolutely. And that, that can be tough sometimes because yeah. sometimes people believe things about themselves and they're, it's not a question. It's just, like you said, a yeah. fact. Yeah. And, um, so that really, really has to have an openness to see something differently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it, so you have a lot of different time frames that people can work with you, right? You have like short containers and you have longer containers. I would suspect though, just based on our conversation so far that once people start working with you, they probably stay with you for a while. Yeah, that has been the case. And I'm very proud to say that most of my clients have been with me. And I'm talking my personal training clients because I 
all this stuff in there. But they've been with me for years. Yeah. You know, years. Well, you, you, it's a, it's, it's a relationship, but it's also a partnership. Um, that's, it, it you is. know, that's how I look at my long-term clients that have been with me for years. It's like, you know, we're invested in each other at this point, you know? So it's, it's, you know, they, they need us as much as we need them. And look, I don't mean that like from a very lackful space at all. I just mean that for the partnership to work, you have to be invested, right? You have to be invested and you have to go all in or, or you're not going to get the results that you want. That is true. And I, I mean, just to add a little, I trust is important absolutely. for both, for both yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say right now? And I'm sure there's like many. What would you say some of your biggest challenges are in doing this work with people? Um, you know, I know mm -hmm. you mentioned a couple already, but I don't know if you'd be willing to elaborate a little bit and kind of explain that because my my guess is is there are a lot of business owners out here listening and watching this and they're probably thinking I would really like to do something like that, but I suspect there're probably a numerous roadblocks in the way. So I'm wondering if you could just speak into that. So, hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.theallisonkay.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. Oh, yeah. So some of the experience that I have been dealing with in talking about body love and mm -hmm. you can be happy and never diet again. Yeah. I mean, people just look at me like I'm crazy, yeah. you know, because it's such an ingrained thought process for women. And that's why I even though I will never discount men, I know that they feel this way, too. But you can't tell me that there's one woman out there in the entire universe that has never had a hateful thought about their body. Yeah. And so my focus is on women, but really there are some beliefs out there that still swirl around in our, in our society that it's really hard to break those thoughts. It's really hard for people to understand that the things that they've believed for all this time are not doing them a service that they're actually yeah. hurting themselves. Yeah. I think that for me to tell someone that you can actually live a happy, healthy life and never be on the diet again, it doesn't register. And that disconnect is very hard to break through. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though people come with me, come to me with numerous questions and I answer them because I've done my research and I've lived yeah, it, 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 they still walk away and, you know, just they don't believe me. So that has been a challenge. Also, the challenge of, like I mentioned to you earlier, is changing how you speak to yourself. Yes. I'm finding with women that I'm, I'm working with here that, that that's tough. It's tough. Yeah, because we get one of the things I always like to say, and I just learned this from one of my mentors, is, is we get really good at what we do often, right? Because we're creatures of habit. 
And sometimes you can, you can say things and you're like, you just, it's not even conscious. It just kind of comes out of your mouth. Right. That's mm-hmm. just how, how, how our brains are wired. So, right. so I'm just, I'm wondering in your work with people, because I would suspect you mentioned trust is something that you, you work to cultivate, right. And yes. a safe space as well. Right. Cause you want people to feel safe and secure, but I'm betting that there are probably challenges with delivering that depending on where the person is. Can you speak into that for a few minutes? Well, I have to say that I have become very good at reading the energy with my client to read where they're at, to meet them where they're at. And I don't push. Yeah. I'll ask you a question. And if you are just like, well, this is the way it is. And and I will bring it to your attention and said, well, it sounds like that you're not ready or I'm hearing that this is still something that you're willing to do. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready to willing to do something different, yeah. then you can move forward. I'm never going to say, I mean, I know that there's coaches out there that say, I just can't work with you. I don't want to be like that. I mean, yeah. maybe as I get more yeah. involved, I might have to set some bigger boundaries, but for now I'm just like, Hey, this is what I'm hearing. If I'm correct, then let's talk about what you are willing to do. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm not correct, then let's go this direction. I, I just don't think that there's a straight line yeah. in this journey. So yeah. I do my best and I say this all the time to meet you where you're at. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really important because there's a lot of people out there that are insisting that if unless you do it this way, it's not really going to work, right? You must follow this process and you must do these things or you're just going to end up in the same place. And so, you know, for somebody who has struggled, you know, with the way they see themselves and with their body image and and that kind of thing, you know, believing that just, I think, contributes more to the problem than helps them. You are so right about that. And, you know, I think you probably heard this expression. I may or may not be wording it correctly, but sometimes you have to hear something 3,000 and one. And on that one time, it's like, oh, you know, it finally hits or it finally sinks in or it finally makes sense. So I never, I never make someone feel like, why aren't you getting this? It's so simple. Yeah. Because I heard something a million times and it didn't really sink in until I was ready. Yeah. So I do my best to make sure that I'm on the same page with somebody. Yeah. How do your people normally find you? Like, how do you do your marketing? How do you, I know you've got your, it sounds like you've got your hands on a lot of things. And, and when you're trying to kind of position yourself in a new way, then, you know, that's absolutely what you should be doing. But I'm just wondering, like, what type of marketing and what type of ways, what 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 are you doing that's really working as far as your business goes? I'm doing my best to have a friendly relationship with social media. Yeah. So right now I have... That kind of has its own personality too, right? I know, I know. So I'm doing my best to be more active on social media. I do have a book that people can find me that way, but I am literally doing events here in Greenville left and right. So I'm getting my name out there and talking to, you know, like I mentioned all the way from little kids to adults. So I'm just, I'm really just doing as much of that as I can. Yeah. I love that you're doing, you know, events for, for young girls too, you know, young girls, teenagers, maybe even like college age, because I feel like that's such an impressionable age. I think, you know, we get to midlife, like I'm going to be 55 this year and we get to midlife. And, and I think we sort of forget 
what we were thinking and feeling at a young age. And I feel like that's where I think a lot of these false perceptions, you know, begin. So I think encouraging young women in particular to have a a really positive relationship with their body instead of figuring out like, well, what do I, I got to do this or I'm never going to be normal or whatever. I think that's a really good thing. And we need to be doing more of that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So are there any other challenges that you find in delivering the type of client experience that you, I mean, trust in a safe space and individualizing or things that I've heard you speak into customizing, Mm -hmm. depending on where somebody is, are there any other challenges that you're facing and really delivering like, you know, the type of experience that you really want your people to have that you can think of? I think it's really important to get clear on what my mission is. And I think when I first decided that this was a business that I wanted to build upon my book, I was reaching out to all these people saying, well, I wrote this book about body positivity and you should partner with me. And they were like, well, why? (laughs) You know what I mean? I had to get super clear on what my message is. Mm -hmm. And I think that really cultivating that and believing that and living that same lifestyle has really helped formulate these partnerships that I have. So I would tell your listeners that, you know, I know that excitement and I know that feeling of I'm going to change the world, but until you get super clear on your idea and how to deliver that, you know, just kind of, understand that maybe the doors aren't going to just like fly open. Yeah, because it just, I think we, as business owners, we continue to evolve. Even the most experienced people who've been in business a long time are consistently innovating and finding that new edge and, and finding that slither, you know, that sliver in what they're doing that's just a little bit different than everybody else. And I really think the riches are actually in the niches, I think. Agreed completely. And I think another thing to let go of, especially if you're if you're coming into a new business where something like this in the wellness space, not to hold on to one idea like we used to, like if we're just a personal yeah. trainer, yeah. it's really easy to manage that. But now that I'm doing personal training and these talks and these workshops and all this stuff, it's like my brain has had to expand and I've yeah. had to really learn how to structure my day mm-hmm. and learn how to put enough effort into all of these things for it to make it worthwhile and for it to make sense. Well, and I think I think you're I think you're very smart to talk about it and position it like that because I feel like a lot of people when they get an idea or a new direction that they want to go with a message, or maybe it's just refining what they're already doing, you know, they, they just kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Right. And I feel like, you know, getting clear on your message is obviously super important, but also like visualizing the impact that you want to have and using your own personal story, I think is, is a really important piece because then people see you as relatable they see you as like, she's my person, right? And, you know, they say, well, she just, she understands where I am. And I think we have to remember that, especially in the digital world today, that people want to know more than anything that we understand them and where they are. Yes, you are so correct. And that's yeah. why, you know, I have to be patient with myself too, because I I feel that this is so long overdue and I yeah. want every to feel the sense of freedom that I yeah. feel, but 
to push that on them and to have them get there before they're ready, it's just not going to work out. So, you know, reminding myself that this is going to take time, that not everybody wants to hear this, Mm -hmm. that my message isn't for everybody, even though it is, Uh, you know, it's, I have my days where I'm just like, do I need to go get a job? Like, what do I do? I think every entrepreneur, (laughs) if they're honest, has had that thought. Truly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just, like you said, just being honest. And and I think that having those thoughts is okay, but I also know that what I'm doing is very important. And I do want people to, at the end of the day, feel in love with themselves. So I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, of course. What would you say, like, if you if you could speak into this, and you literally just said this, which is what I why I think it would be an interesting thing to put out to my audience. Really, who is your ideal client? Would you say a woman? Okay. I mean, mostly. Do you mostly work with women like in their thirties and forties, like professional adult women? I know you're working some with the younger generation too, which I think is amazing. I think as professionals, we need to make space for that somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's, you know, part of the circle of life, but, um, I'm guessing that your ideal client is probably a little older. You know, I am dealing with women of every age group group, excuse me right now. And I'm really seeing how the shift is not yeah. moving any differently from women of any generation. So I don't, yeah, it's, it's still really bad out there as far yeah. as how women see themselves and how they feel about their bodies. So no, I don't want to put any stipulations on that. I I really do want to help all women. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, so in this work, admit all, admit all the challenges that you have, you know, mostly with like dealing with each person individually. It's what I'm hearing you say is that you basically have, you sort of have a, a loose process that you use but you're really just trying to walk, help people walk their own journey so that you can help them get rid of the the things that are in their way. And like we've said before, there's really not a straight, a straight line to the end for anybody. You know, everybody's journey looks a little bit different. So I'm wondering in all of that, what have been some of the best wins that you've seen? With some of my current clients, when we can have a conversation for a full hour and not one thing has been said negatively about their body to me. That, wow. Cause I pay attention to that. Yeah, and of course. So when he can have a conversation and the body is not even a part of that conversation. Then I know that they're making progress and that just makes me so happy. So you see, you hear them like framing things from a much bigger perspective. It sounds like rather than just zeroing in on what they see that's wrong, they're talking about like, just really a different worldview. They're talking about what's truly possible. Well, not just that, but being able to have a conversation about some other subject other than their body. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, if you've ever had, you know, body issue ish moments, but most of us who have had this feeling our whole life can't really go a day without yeah. talking about yeah. our body. Yeah. And so when I can have a client have an hour of their day where they don't even pay attention to their body, I love that so much. For me, that is so valuable. It's always about the the small wins every day, right? It's it's those yeah. things that when nothing you don't think anything else is going right, it's those things the the small wins are what 
can get you to the next day and the next week and the next month and et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Any really, any transformative stories that you'd like to share? Like, if, you know, you don't have to like, obviously divulge confidential details, but, but mm-hmm. I'm just imagining there are people out there that want to hear, you know, you know, about somebody that you've worked with who's, who came to you and they were in a certain place and either at the end of your time together, or maybe you're still working with them. They find themselves in over here on Pleasure Island, over here, so to speak. So maybe not Pleasure Island, but you get what I mean. They're just in a, they see themselves in a whole new light. I'm really not being facetious when I answer this because there are women that I still currently work with that I've been working with. So when I say that my current client roster are all experiencing that Mm -hmm. from where we started to where we are now. So I really don't feel like I need to pinpoint one particular person because all my ladies are feeling so much more confident in their own skin and confident about themselves as professional women and in their personal lives from where we started a few years ago, where it was all about, I just want to lose weight. Yeah. Now it's like, I feel strong. I feel capable. I am enough. So all of those things exude from all of these women as opposed to, like I mentioned, when we first started together, which was their focus was just yeah. lose weight. I'll do whatever yeah. I got to do to just lose weight. And now yeah. that's not even a part of the equation anymore. Yeah. Well, I would, I would imagine that's pretty life changing for anybody that, you know, oh, when yeah. they're making, like when they can put their focus on something else, but something is, you know, taking up so much space rent free, basically in our heads for so long, you know, being able to navigate away from that. Um, it's basically like you're turning the light off on a story that no longer is working and you're giving life over here to a new story. That's beautifully put. Yes. I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would imagine that there are probably people out there listening and and watching this and they're probably thinking at some point I want to do something like that, but maybe I'm not ready. I'm wondering what kind of advice you could offer for people for any women listening, um, you know, even young girls, like what, what would you tell them as to where they could begin and how could they, you know, move forward in their own way? I hear all the time how much time of lives are wasted feeling negative about yourself in that space. So what I would suggest and what I would offer to your listeners at any age Be grateful for what your body can do right now. Mm -hmm. Your body moves. Your body gets you from point A to point B. Your body takes care of you. Be grateful for that. Yeah. You know, having a relationship with your body that is full of disdain and hate and and just disconnect, that's not the real story. The real story is that your body loves you and takes care of you and just if you can sit in that moment for just a, a moment and be grateful and think about mm-hmm. that, I'm wondering if that might start your self-love journey. Yeah. Well, and I just feel like we can't say this enough. I feel like as as many times as we need to say it for it to land with people, I think it's really key because our bodies are amazing creations. I mean, we're we're created to move every day. We're not created to sit behind a computer, you know, for hours on end. Um mm-hmm. But our bodies also have an amazing way of healing themselves, of being able to, you know, keep us safe for, for 
you know, amazing ways of, of keeping like balance, so to speak. You know, it's it's obviously the top job is to keep us safe and out of trouble. And I think that's where a lot of people can get stuck in a pattern that's not working. Right. But mm-hmm. I also feel like when we look at what our bodies are capable of and what we can do on a regular basis, I mean, it, it's 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 absolutely amazing and mind boggling. And I don't think we any of us give ourselves enough credit for that. I would agree with that. Yeah. So I, I love I love how you mentioned that. It's like every day we should practice gratitude, but we should really be grateful for the body that we have because it's the only one we're going to get. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> we can't return it and get a new one. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit about your book. My book, as I mentioned earlier, that it's my story. I wanted my book to come across that I was sharing my story with you, just like I, two best friends sitting on a couch. I didn't want it to, and I'm not putting down self-help books because I love them. No, but I I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I understand. <laughs> I didn't want it to come across as that. So you're not going to find like, oh, you have to journal for 10 minutes or you have to yeah. sit surrounded by candles for 30 minutes. I just wanted to talk to you like we were best friends. Yeah. With you leaving, no, leaving that experience, knowing that you weren't alone. So I yeah. do share some of my diets experiences, some of my movement experiences. I do change kind of for me, my life changing experience that when I turned 40 and how I'm just kind of still learning and, and, and keeping things moving as I age. Yeah. Well, I think we have to be. Anytime I think that we can be really real and authentic with people, it it always serves us because Mm -hmm. there's enough fakeness and phoniness out there. And there's enough people that are wearing a mask all the time, you know, of of this is the version of myself that I believe I need to be, or people aren't going to accept me. People aren't going to like me. There's a lot of business owners out there doing that too, if I'm really being honest. So I feel like the more that we can share what's really going on, you know, and how we got to where we are, I think it it really does remind people that they're not by themselves and that nothing is really wrong with them, you know, mm-hmm. but they, but we, we have to, we have to kind of take the mantle and, and be willing to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, the important part of my book that I, I love to talk about is that, you know, for so many years, I wanted to talk about, oh, Rachel lost the weight and kept it off. But when it really came down to it, I realized how much more important it was to talk about my losses versus yeah. my you yeah. know, I had to tell my whole story. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, the Donut Diaries, I think, is such a successful uh, book is because I was as honest as you could be in it. Yeah. Why the Donut Diaries? That's such an interesting title. Well, we all have that one food that we are like, no, 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 <laughs> can't eat it, right? Well, the uh-huh. Donuts were for me. They were such a pleasurable childhood memory for me. And I loved them when I was a kid. But the minute you learn that, well, that food is going to make you fat, then of course you don't eat it for decades and decades and decades, but then you miss it. So for me, the donut diary was the, was the perfect title. Yeah, no, I love that. I thought that jumped out at me right away. The donut diary. So I thought that's, you know, you were always told come up with a name that really resonates. I think that anything else that gets people's attention, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're I like, mean, why is she writing about making donuts every day? Is she going to tell me <laughs> all about donuts like in detail, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it's just such a, so it was meaningful to me. And I, and I have gotten a lot of good feedback, how cute the title was. So, yeah. Okay. That's great. So Rachel, where can people find you? 
I have a beautiful website that uh, has just been changed over. I was Rachel Lavin Fitness for most of my career, mm-hmm. and I've decided that that was didn't really explain everything about what I do now and what I what I'd like to accomplish. So I've rebranded to Rachel Lavin Wellness. Mm-hmm. My website is of the same name. My social media is LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, all under Rachel Lavin Wellness. So it's fairly simple just to put in Rachel Lavin Wellness and be able to find you. Yeah, and there's no way you can miss me because in every single picture, I'm like holding a copy of my book. So So there's the donut diaries again, right? Yes. Yeah, I love it. Where can people find your book? Um, you can go, uh, my, the link to Amazon is on my website, but you can also go directly to Amazon and that's where you'll find it. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much for making time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. I had a wonderful time. Thank you. Outstanding. So folks out there listening, if you're watching this, please go to Rachel's site, rachellabinwellness.com. You'll find those links in the show notes. You'll be able to get your hands on a copy of her book if you want to know more about her story and her own personal journey and her what sounds to me like a really profound why, which is really what's driving her every day in her work to help other women um, have more body positivity and more love for the body that we're in. Because it's like we said, we get one body in this life. You know, we can work to improve it. We can make it work better. We can, you know, accept it fully for all the amazing things that it does. It's not like we can go trade it in for a new model like we do with our cars and and upgrade like what we do with homes and everything else. So um, so make sure if you want to learn more about Rachel that you go to her site, you reach out to her um, on her socials, or you can head over to Amazon and grab her book. Um, if you are interested in being featured on this show, creating the world's best client experiences, this is the type of conversations that I love to have with my guests. I want to know how you're doing the work that you're doing in the world. I want to know how you're helping people, what you believe are your strengths, what you find are your challenges and your wins. As business owners, this is what we need to be talking about with other business owners because it takes a village. And knowing the things that we're really excited about and speaking into that just allows us to create more of it in the world today, especially with a busy online digital world that we live in. You know, being very real and authentic is almost pretty rare these days. And I think we can work to change that. So I would love to hear from you. Uh, You can go to my website at www.theallisonk.com and connect with me there. You can send me a note. If you know a friend or colleague that needs to hear this episode that you think is tailor made for them, please feel free to share this link with them as a free gift from me. If you would like to reach out to me and ask me or someone on my team to do that for you, we are happy to do that as well. This is Allison Kaskowski with Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. We will see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.